Hello and welcome to The Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Shape of Work podcast. Today we have as our guest Amit Singhi who is the director of Mfine. Hi Amit, thank you for coming and joining us today. Hey Prachita, my pleasure. So just to set some context for our lovely listeners, could you please take us through your career journey so far? Yeah, sure. So I think what I'll do is uh, I'll try to be super brief. Sure. And I'll talk maybe from last to latest. From an education point of view, I think, you know, I'm a super numbers nerd. I did my chartered accountancy. I did MBN finance. I was working in a bank, then moved into an investment banking. And that is when, you know, the Marwadi in me kind of pushed me to start my own venture. Uh, I, along with a couple of friends, we started Club Yantra, a mm-hmm. fitness platform, a SaaS-based fitness platform where gym owners can utilize, uh, you know, these this platform to manage their business really well. Uh, you know, but sadly in India, right, you know, I think even now and back then in 2014-15, tech adoption was not something very great. You know, they were happy with the registers. So we thought that while we have created a very good platform, it is not appreciated in India. So what we did, we connected with multiple stakeholders across the globe and we sold that startup to a company in Netherlands who were, you know, actually trying to create something similar. Uh, then we started something around genetics. So we started GeneCorp. So imagine me telling you what disease you can have in the future or what food will work best for your body or what exercise will work best for your body. You know, there's so many times I'm sure you would have friends who eat a lot, but they don't put on weight or someone who don't eat, but mm-hmm. they put on weight, right? Yeah. So, the genes. so the concept was fairly intriguing for us. We really wanted to explore it. We started it. Uh, again, you know, this time healthcare. So this is 2015. Mm-hmm. I realized that uh, in India, all of us are curative, you know. So this was a super preventive mechanism to prevent disease, to know, you know, there's so many times you'll find your friends complaining, hey, I'm doing so many exercises, but I'm not getting lean. I'm not getting the six packs, etc. Mm-hmm. But are, uh, you know, more curative than preventive. And that was the day when I decided that I'll not leave health and wellness till I understand it. So I joined Healthify Me. I was leading the B2B business there. I was part of the account management team. I was leading the account management team. In about a year, uh, you know, we would have partnered with organizations like BMW, Cognizant, Fidelity, and many more. We created a world record. Just to kind of give you a context, we have ran world's largest wellness campaign in one corporate. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so it was like a crazy uh, one month execution, you know, I would say more than 1000 man man days, etc. went into it. But, you know, when the world record happened, actually, we were super happy. And for the past four years, I've been part of Mfine. Uh, When I joined our B2B business was just starting. So it started with me and now I'm leading the B2B business. Okay. Currently part of the management team and working towards Augs profitability. So this is quickly about me. That's quite interesting how you have so many ideas and you try to make it and actualize it. 
so you your spirit of being adventurous and trying to explore what is possible in our indian industry is amazing so so much right so being an experienced sales person for many years what strategies have you learned to maintain relationships with your clients and how do you stay motivated when faced with rejections at, or like difficult sales goal so i think i'll answer the second uh, question first and you know right. then i'll go to the first so i'm a chartered accountant right i understand numbers very very well so unlike a normal sales person i understand my success rate right. so for me everything is very simple so imagine if i go to 20 doors and if i win one if i have to win 10 all i have to do is i have to go to 200 doors so in my head i have realized that for me input is what matters output is more with respect to my success rate so if my success rate is 5% all i need to do is how much output do i want and can i change the input accordingly so you know even in the team that we have right so we you know currently i'm managing a sales team across different locations the only thing that i tell them is you cannot change the output right a sales person when we go out in the market there all there will obviously be competition there are external factors i think the year like 2022 and 23 there are budgetary cuts as well right so it's not easy to sell yeah so the only thing that one can do is manage their inputs what is in your hand you try to manage it output will automatically happen or not happen mm-hmm. right? so i think for me i look at it from a maths perspective i am never demotivated uh i think it's also because of uh, you know that i have been an entrepreneur myself right mm-hmm. when you are an entrepreneur yourself you don't look at targets as achievable or not achievable you only look at targets and realize what can i do to achieve it you know mm-hmm. what are the inputs that can play in my favor which can help me achieve the output so for me life is very simple input and output how do i change the input in a manner that i get the output that i want now coming back to you know how we manage sales so like i said right my education is super hardcore finance i am not a marketing guy i am not a sales guy for me sales like you know i would possibly not be you know right or maybe to you you know with humility i would want to say that i think sales comes to me naturally mm-hmm. because i am a good people's person right i have realized one thing that in if you ever want to sell a product you will first have to sell yourself and that can only happen if you are true you know to what you speak true at heart saying no is difficult in sales right but saying no is the most important skill imagine if you know you as a client come to me and ask me something just because i'm getting xyz money i cannot say yes only if i can solve your pain point i should say yes right Mm-hmm. so for me you know i have like i tell my team and i have this uh, six letter concoction of myself which is repair all right so for me sales is nothing but a repair version so r stands for relationship you know we are in india possibly you know I, this model might not work in different countries but in india relationship is very important right all of us are somehow we value relationships a lot mm-hmm. uh, we meet each other we meet family members we meet friends and we value relationship a lot you know you would see gujarati as a community help gujaratis to grow marwadi as a community will help marwadis to grow mm-hmm. punjabi as a community will see how they can help more and more punjabis right it's not because it is just in gujarati just in marwadi but as people 
we are relationship friendly you know we have emotions we, we are humans right we have humans we have emotions and we want to kind of see how we can explore this second is extra visibility you know whenever people try to sell they try to only talk about things that the client want to hear you mm-hmm. know if you want xyz i will try to speak everything in a manner where you will feel that xyz i'll be able to solve xyz you know which is a very wrong process wow. i would say it is always important to give your client 100% visibility you know because most of the time even your customers would not know what they want to buy and why they want to buy you know like for example imagine if you are thirsty you can possibly have a coca cola you can possibly have a juice you can possibly have a water right all three are right solutions it totally depends on where you are possibly beer would work too it totally depends on where you are and what kind of liquid would make more sense there you know possibly in a game a beer might work with pizza coke might work normally water is damn good right mm-hmm. it's, it's it's not about what you want and how i can solve it it's also about can i give you the right perspective about what can solve your problem better right so i think you know uh, this is the e for me you know giving extra visibility okay uh, third is pain point if you don't understand what your client wants and why your client wants it then you will never be able to sell them the right product you know it will never lead to a happiness of sorts right the customer will never be happy buying your product if you have not understood their pain point if you mm-hmm. cannot help them how your product will help them actualize fourth for me is all sided efforts you know we are not selling a samosa we are not selling a pepsi which i can just sell to an aprajita and she'll buy right? right we sell products which will impact organization and in impact when in an organization there are no one stakeholder so if any one of us thinks that it will only be the procurement manager or the hr manager or say the cfo who will take the decision and buy or not buy they are wrong it is very important for us to put efforts across organization so imagine if you have to sell something in an organization i would say that for me right like at m5 we try to sell health and wellness solutions to corporate hrs for me a corporate hr is important mm-hmm. a procurement manager is important the cxo level candidate is important and the employees are important i would possibly also go out an extra mile and understand who are the influencers in this segment so possibly an hr can be influenced by an insurer a broker mm-hmm. and i try to put efforts across all base right because if you put an effort which comes from all sided it will echo in the organization that hey this organization you know did you hear about this organization someone will say hey i heard about that organization i think they are good someone else will chime in right mm-hmm. very important that as sales person we realize that sales can never be made to one person because we don't sell a product which impacts just one person we are selling to corporates it will impact the organization and an impact an organization will always have multiple stakeholders you know it cannot be just one person you know i sold it to him and i went cannot happen like that right so, you know this is like an all sided effort uh, possibly you know by the way you know i think <laughs> i hope i am not kind of elongating this answer but no, not at all i think it's a very interesting approach you said where you use you have your own personalized way of approaching and the word you use repair is amazing because it is true that relationships are so important in in the community right now and as indians we value trust a lot and the 
the kind of loyalty we built you know with everything that is associates you know in our surroundings so and the other you know looking at the pain points and all the points that you mentioned these are some of very very essential things that i think we can apply in our life as well so you know in case if uh, you ever want to get into b2b sales there's yeah. a book called the challenger sales right? right it's an amazing book one must read it so uh, you know the challenger sales tactics is something uh, where you know in the 1980s they kind of did a research they got different kind of sales person and checked their success score so there are different kind of sales person so there is someone who is a loan runner you know mm-hmm. i go and i sell there is someone who works better in team there is someone who is a relationship guy there is someone who is an insights guy so they realize that the person who has the right insights who is willing to say no to their clients who is willing to help their clients understand their pain point better and the better solution will sell the most all right so i think you know it's very important that with everything we realize that relationship will only work to an extent but insights and the right solution would really help you sell in the right way so like you said the insights are so important when you sell something so uh, as long as you like you can be a different type of sales person but if you have the insights you can do it right so in fact like you know so i think just to kind of give you a context imagine if i'm trying to sell you insurance mm-hmm. if i tell you hey aprajita if you buy something just before your birthday possibly the insurance premium would be lesser you know mm-hmm. you can choose to buy it later also but this premium would increase by 20% or imagine if i am trying to sell you something as simple as alfonso mangoes right and mm-hmm. if i tell you hey this there are different versions of mangoes this one is carbide free this one you know we have just sourced it there's a blockchain that we have utilized you know so i can exactly tell you how did we source it from where did we source it why i am i sure that this has no pesticides etc i'll just buy a little more trust right for you it was not important to know that i follow a blockchain method for mm-hmm. you it was like had i just told you this is a carbide free mango i would have been similar to the 10 different person who is coming to you and trying to sell the same mangoes right Fine. then when i talk about the kind of processes we follow how we are extra cautious that is when you start trusting me that is when you start trusting my product that is when you start trusting the organization that when these guys are doing something they are doing it in the right manner otherwise you know most of us will think everyone just uses it to market but you know no one really sells carbide free right so th- i think it's not about the product it's about for every product there are insights and insights help if you can give the right insights to your customer at the end like you know so aprajita like you are working with springworks right while you are your goal is to do certain kpis kras but at the end if your boss is happy you are happy right absolutely so i as a sales person have to empower you so that you can keep your boss happy if i tell you that hey aprajita in your organization these are the 10 different things that people face this is how i will solve it this is the kind of benefit your organization can have at the end you will go to your boss you will say that hey i you know i kind of understood that these are the 10 point pain points in the organization if we use this we'll be able to achieve this is the kind you know this result this is the kind of roi suddenly your boss thinks hey aprajita has thought thought this through right she exactly knows the pain point she exactly mm-hmm. knows how to solve it let her do it your boss is more confident on you mm. so this insights not only will help me sell you better but at the same time it will help 
you know give the person who is actually doing the buying a lot power, lot more power in the organization that this person who did this buying thought it through understood the organization pain points got a partner who really can solve it right so insights that way is important so that's amazing where you just said that if we put a little bit of extra efforts and utilize the insights it can gain us a lot of uh, advantages you know trying to gain interest or perhaps even you know gain the traction among your customers as well so that's really nice so as we've already discussed throughout our conversation you are an entrepreneur at heart and also have numerous startups for scaling their businesses so what are the key essential things that drive them to become successful over the years and how do you see the startup culture you know unfold for the next few decades so i think you know decades possibly so you know if if you go back and look at the startup ecosystem possibly we started around 2007 2008 you know when right. flipkart and other organization started i think you know startup as a ecosystem is running in you know generation of 7 years mm-hmm. 2007 to 2014 there was a crazy number of startups which were getting funded because of the number of app downloads and a possible view of the tam you know total addressable market that they can sell 2014 to 21 investors were very cautious and they wanted to invest only in organizations where there was a positive unit metrics right so while you can invest a lot in marketing but whatever you are selling are you profitable there was the kind of question and you know they saw how much can you scale etc mm-hmm. 2022 you know last year we saw how difficult it was for startups right 2022 and going forward i think the focus is only profitability if you look at the whole startup ecosystem i think we'll not even have 1% people who know how to scale a business sustainably so you know we know how to create, imagine like lenskart right lenskart is one of the startups you know of the past decade i can guarantee you if lenskart followed the same model what they did a decade ago and if they would have started now that organization would have shut down by now because investors do not have the patience anymore that they can invest in your business and you can start continue to burn mm-hmm. right so profitability is very key the whole startup ecosystem is evolving in a manner where every manager every employee every leader will have to think about profitability and scalability together so sustainable scalability is the way forward it cannot be at the cost of profitability mm-hmm. it cannot be a mindless growth of people without uh, you know the right equations when it comes to lifetime value of customers i think i would suggest that for anyone who gets into startups now or who are in startup they should have a very critical lens of the impact that they are able to deliver and the cost of it you know like for the longest time a startup guys we were only worried about the impact we ignored the cost impact of it you know if i can get you a thousand downloads i forgot that you know i'm investing a 10 lakh rupees for it um, right it's a quite a huge cost yeah yeah but now that cannot happen anymore the only thing that will work from now on is can you grow sustainably it's okay to grow a little less mm-hmm. ensure that the growth is sustainable you know you you'll see like every startup so many industries had to kind of call layoffs right and there's still so many startups who are at the brink of possibly being shut down mm-hmm. so after this right this is like a huge blow to the investors fraternity to the startup ecosystem going forward everyone will be cautious and because everyone is cautious those few people will shine 
who will always have profitability as a focus with scalability, not just one. Right. So I think it's important for the startups to play safe a little for the initial period of their growth until they can start, you know, uh, use their, utilize their profitability to maybe perhaps take, you know, a bit of risk, right? So I would say that, you know, I won't say that, you know, they should only be focused on profitability because at least for series A or seed stage company, growth is of immense value. But should always know how fast, how much should they invest in this growth? You know, it cannot be at the cost of organization being shutting down. Mm -hmm. So many startups that have shut down in the past one year, Mm -hmm. it was not that they did not have money. It just, they spent a little too fast. You know, so something that, you know, I always tell my team is, you know, you cannot move your eyes away from data. You know, in this world of chaos, you know, when you are trying to grow a business very fast, there's a lot of chaos. You know, you will, you know, there's their customer escalation, their growth, their marketing mismanagement, there is advertisement, there is HR, there's hiring, there's so many things, right? Uh, possibly investments. In this chaos, one thing that will always tell you the truth is data. So, you know, I, I, you know, there are some startups that I consult. Every startup that I consult, I always tell them that, do you have a daily metric seat? Do you track it daily? Do you know why, what is changing? Do you know why, what is not changing? Do you know what was expected and what did you achieve and why? If you cannot ask these questions to yourself daily, you will fail. Mm-hmm. So growth is important, but don't lose sight of data because data always tells the truth. That's amazing. So obviously data is everything nowadays and we know that it has become a very valuable part and those organizations who use the data and the insights from it, value, you know, try to optimize from it. It's definitive they can sustain their growth for the coming years. Yeah, now, important. Yeah. So any last advice you'd like to give someone who will be starting out in their sales career? Because I know for sure that it's a very intimidating role and a lot of listeners would love to have some. So Prajita, I think, you know, personally for sales. So by the way, you know, uh, there are there are a lot of folks who think that, you know, being extrovert really helps. Mm-hmm. You know, so just to kind of, you know, clean the air there. I'm an introvert. Like mm-hmm. I'm a hardcore introvert, you know, I'm only professionally extrovert. So I've realized one thing that anyone who wants to sell just needs to know that can they be a good person? Can they know about their organization and their product well? Can they be a good listener? You know, so that when the customer is talking about his or her pain points, can you correlate it with your product? Do you think it makes sense? If these are things that you can do and you can continuously keep doing it, you will be able to sell. You know, selling is not difficult because if there is a product and if it is solving a pain point, then there will definitely be buyers. The only thing that you need to do is convey it right. Mm -hmm. If you can do it, you will sell. So that's amazing. Thank you for sharing all the lovely experiences. And I'm sure there is a lot of takeaway for our listeners. So this brings us to the end of the podcast. Thank you, Amit. It was lovely hosting you today. Thank you, Prajita. Thank you so much for having me here. And I I sincerely hope that I could help the few salesperson that might be listening. Absolutely. So.